Hi, this is Paul Cooper, and you're listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast. Hello! Well, it had to come to an end at some point this season, but I'm not sure many of us were expecting our undefeated streak to end so abruptly after an out-of-sorts performance at Blackpool on Saturday afternoon. We had a couple of key players missing, but our strength and depth should have been enough to still play better than we did. In the end, though, we came away from the game with what we deserved, and that was absolutely nothing. It's a three-match week, so we will, of course, go back over the game and look ahead to Wednesday night's match away at Birmingham. Joining me are Baldo, Will and Wigo, plus I'm delighted to say we have star of BBC comedy This Country's Paul Cooper, a.k.a. Martin Mucklow, with us too. My name is Matt Boisclair, and this is your Fulham-focused podcast. Fulham. Well, before we start looking back over the game, Paul, welcome to the show, mate, and thanks for taking the time to come on. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Matt. Good, good. Pleased to hear it. Thanks for coming on. Um, I asked you to come on firstly because you're a Fulham fan, of course. Secondly, because I'm a massive fan of this country. And thirdly, to get you to talk a bit about the charity football match you guys have organised for the Children's Football Alliance. Can you tell us a bit about the charity, the match, and where people can go to donate, please? Um, the National Children's Football Alliance. Um, most of what we do uh, re- it revolves around the Flanders Peace Pitch in Mazines, Belgium, uh, site of the Christmas truce and, and one of the games between the Germans and Allies in 1914. So it's kind of the, mo- the most important football pitch in the world, really. Um, so our take is basically if you can have a game of football against your enemy during a world war, anything is, is possible. And football obviously joins people together. So we twin pitches around the world with the Mazines um, pitch, Flanders pitch, and we have them in, men, in many kind of very sensitive areas, such as Kashmir, which is um, a football pitch on the border between Pakistan and India. Um, we've got another in, in Israel, which is a project with Israeli and um, uh, Israeli Jewish and Arab children, uh, the Congo, you, you name it, we, we, we're kind of all over the in every single continent and and those children uh, from those communities come over to Belgium for a week um, each year uh, and we we do a, a a peace education project which involves you know, it's half girls half boys and we play football we do other games uh, they do um, peace workshops we do art graffiti, we do music, um, and, and they also go on war walks and museums, that, that kind of thing. And it just works. You bring all these communities to, together, you know, kids from Iraq, Afghanistan, um, Northern Ireland, uh, UK, you know, it, it's, it's just amazing. Um, so we're trying to fund for our next one. And um, we, we've got a fairly unique charity football game. So the first half kicks off in North London at eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. And, um, and then we hop on Eurostar and um, second half is played on the Flanders Peace Pitch. Um, so you can, uh, we've got a Just Giving page. If you, if you Google Children's Football Alliance uh, and there at the top of the page is this country versus that country. If you just click on that, all the details of, of um, what's happening are on there and also the Just Giving page to, to donate. 
Fantastic, fantastic. And where can people come and watch this game if people are so inclined to get up so early on a Saturday morning? Um, it's uh, I can't remember the name. It's 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 on the website. It's okay. um, about twenty minutes walk from uh, St Pancras. So literally, we're we're going to be kind of finishing and then walking in our football clogger, clobber uh, to the station and hopping on. Uh, I think it's I think it's it's used by Arsenal in the community. I think some of their uh, players are, are coming to play as well in the first half. So, yeah, it should be fun. And then the other second half, FC Bruges, where we, we have a, a plaque. We're, we're playing some of their community uh, guys as well. So that should be good. Amazing. Uh, so it sounds very unique, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, well, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good charity and it's, it's just brilliant seeing all the kids kind of come together. I mean, last time, we we managed to 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 fund nine children um, to come over from India uh, from the slums. They'd never been out of the slums before, so you can imagine what that was like going to a different yeah. country, a different continent, meeting um, kids from from twenty different countries. Quite incredible for them. Amazing, amazing stuff. Well, let's come on to Fulham then, mate. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you. We need to dissect and discuss this disaster at, at Blackpool on Saturday. What have you made of Fulham so far this season? And it's a bit of a surprise, wasn't it, that we that we lost to Blackpool, let's be honest, with them sitting third from bottom at the start of the day? Yeah, I mean, it's been a breath of fresh air, isn't it? I mean, you talk about kind of smiles on, on players' faces and just they all seem to be so happy and everyone is, is playing out of their skins. And then yesterday happened, so... But I guess that's lessons to learn, you know. I mean, I mean, with the break, and I think there's a lot of tired players out there. So it's it's a learning curve for Silver as well. It's his, you know, he, he hasn't played in the managed in the championship before, so this is is different, you know, for him. But I'm um, yeah, enjoying it so far. <laughs> so far, so good until yesterday. Um, let's bring the other lads in then. So, uh, Will, last time I saw you was. Uh, disappearing off into the night flipping me the bird as you got on the uh the train at preston do you bet make it back all right mate uh just about yeah uh yeah changed trains a couple of times had to stop in crew which was not the best place to stop that's for sure but yeah we, we got there no there's worse places to stop and how about you wigo make it back all right well, I was stuck with you, wasn't I? So, you know, it could, have, <laughs> could have been better, mate, to be honest with you. A couple could of delays been. and uh but yeah, we made it back sort of quarter past midnight, so it was a long old day, really. But yeah, it was good to be home. And Baldo, you seem to be back as well, mate. Good day, yeah. despite the result. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was okay. Apart from the result, I managed to get my, as I promised to the to the water group, I managed to get my three fish and chips meals in Jesus a black pool, as I sort of promised I would. Uh, I'll probably do the same when we get to Brighton next time. See how many chips I can go into one day. But you know, other than that, the results. Yeah, you know, apart from the result, everything else was great. You are one greedy boy, that's for sure. Um, Wigo, let's, I'll, I'll talk to you first about this. How are you feeling about the game today? We kind of we spoke about it on the way back, didn't we? And you said, oh, I can't believe we've come all this way and got beat. But that, that's part of it. That's, that's what being a Fulham fan is all about. We're used to these, these little setbacks. Um, how are you feeling about it, mate? First defeat. Yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? I mean, I was, I was a bit like that. I think because I've been up so early, you know, everyone's travelled from sort of most people have travelled from down south to go all the way up there. I at least wanted them to try and turn up and make a go of it, which we didn't really do, to be fair. It was all right. Whether was it jet lag potentially for some of the players? You know, some players have played three games this week. They're probably knackered. 
And but yeah, I just wanted to see him make a go of it. Everyone's made that effort. Everyone's forked out a load of money to get up to Blackpool. Go for it, lads. We did not look like we were going to score before bloody Christmas, really. So um, yeah, I'm disappointed, really. But it is what it is. Long old season. Forty games to go. Forty games left to uh, to try and get ourselves back onto the top. Baldo, how are you feeling, mate? You know what? I'm I'm not too bad, all things considered. I think it was a it was a wake up call um, for for the most part. Yeah, obviously it was disappointing, but there's still you know what we we've only played six games. So there's you know, forty but forty games to go. There's 120 points on the board. You know if if you're like me. The things that we can still go and beat Reading's, you know, Reading's point total in the season. There's still plenty of chances for us to do that. But, you know, one game out of the whole season, you know, if you're going to lose, I'd rather lose now so we can actually, you know, as I said, wake up, of course, we can work out, right, this isn't quite right. You know, all these players need to start, you know, putting a little bit more effort. It isn't going to be a case of, you know, just walking through with, with the talent that we have. And it shows that, you know, strength and depth, as much as we said, we, we've had some of it. It's it's still not quite there, so that's something that probably has to be worked on through the season. But overall, again, meh. It's one game. I'm not going to get too, too uh, downtrodden over it. We've said it numerous times in the past few weeks. We're going to lose a game at, at some point. It came slightly earlier than I thought it, it was probably going to happen this season. But, you know, credit to Blackpool. And I went on to um, a Blackpool podcast the other day with, with three of their lads, and they were saying that, in the last couple of years, they up their game. They lose to the crap teams and they up their game against the, the better teams in the league. And they looked up for it yesterday. And we, the stats suggest otherwise. I mean, 70% possession we had yesterday. It, it didn't feel at any point like we were going to lose that game. But even when we went to goal down, I thought, oh, well, that'll be the kick in the ass that we need here. And we'll, we'll go on and uh, we'll, we'll get a couple of goals and, and at least come away with a point. But just ran away from us, didn't it? Annoyingly. Domingos Kina was given his debut in place of the injured Fabio Carvalho. We go, how do you think Kina got on? One thing's for sure, we aren't the same side without Fabio, are we? Um, not the best start from Kina, if I'm being honest with you. It, I, I mean, what, that's What was your analysis of his performance after the game? I can't remember. I think I said. I think he said. I think he said the word shit. Um, yeah, no, he was. I didn't think he was very good, but no one was. So it's not like he was the only one. But it, I can't really explain it. It was always going to be a tough void to fill coming in for Carvalho. You know, he's always going to have a hard a hard job to be able to do that. But I just didn't see anything promising from him at all. It was cut back or it was, you know, he tried chipping it from 20 yards out. I mean, you're not Clint Dempsey, mate. What are you doing? Like, I was glad when he went off, let's put it that way. So, yeah, if Carvalho's back on Wednesday, please start him. Yeah, it'll get better, I'm sure. It's the first game, but... Yeah, yeah, wasn't impressed. Yeah, that's that's the thing. We can't write these people off just yet. We uh, we need to give. I mean, Kamara was given what four years. 
um, and never <laughs> never really got any better, did he? But you know, wow, Kip... we're still talking about Kamara and his left. <laughs> I know, I know. I, mean, that's... I, mean, I know. J Mac in our group says we're all obsessed with, but I think he may be onto something if we're still talking he about him. He might be. Well, no, well, okay. No, let, let's let's move on. All right. Um, even Caballero was preferred over Niskins Cabano as Harry Wilson hadn't recovered from the concussion he suffered whilst playing for Wales. And we saw a glimpse of the Premier League Cav, didn't we? As opposed to the Huddersfield away Cav, when early on in the game he skewed one up into the stands from quite a good position. We've spoken quite a lot this season on the pod about the strength and depth we've got, but missing those two players did seem to upset our creativity and certainly how clinical we've been this season. Have we overstated how good our strength and depth is? Do you think? What, what, what's your view, Paul? I mean, we talk on on this show quite a lot about. You know, we've probably got two decent first team, first teams who could both mount a, a promotion push. But missing um, Carvalho and missing Harry Wilson did seem to impact us yesterday. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I, I'm not sure. I, th- I think I think the international break, you know, with the, with the with the lads, um, uh, you know, travelling back from the states and that 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 you know, the, the, with playing the games and the the time difference and everything, jet lag must have made a huge impact. Yeah, on paper, I mean, it, uh, we've got two amazing side, you know, teams. Uh, I mean, of the squad, I've, I've never known uh, us have that kind of in depth. And, and the bench, you look at the bench every game, and it's it's amazing. Whereas sometimes, you know, some most seasons you look at the bench and it's pretty horrendous. But uh, yeah, it was just really weird yesterday. Very very strange. Yeah, I agree. I mean. A lot of the players we have should be Premier League quality on paper. I mean, you know, players like Bobby Reid, I thought was pretty good in the Prem last year, especially after a out of a poor season. I think he was one of the better performers. I mean, we know Cav wasn't great, but we thought he'd be able to at least perform you know, consistently in the Championship. But it still seems these players have their days, and I think that's something we've got to get used to. Frenchy, I think it was what you said yesterday, or, or I can't remember who said it. It might be you, um, but it was we've still got to get used to the championship. Like this isn't, it's never going to be a walk in the park, is it? It's, it's always going to be difficult and yeah, we're going to lose games. We are going to lose games on the way. And like Paul said earlier, it's a good, it's a good experience for, for silver. He, he hasn't lost a game yet, but he hasn't even been behind in a game yet. And clearly it shows something he's got to work on now when we do go behind getting back into the game, because I mean, for, for most games, we might've had a, we might have had a slow start, but we've still always gone one up first. This is the this is the first game where we haven't, and it shows that that's something we've got to work on to get back into the game. Yeah, I think I think I'm not going to get too much into you know as much as I may have sort of started off earlier. I'm not going to get too much into the strength and depth off the back of off the back of one game. You know, for all we know, uh, Dominguez Kina could be for all we know better than Fabio Carvalho. But first game, let's not get too hasty. So. It is probably going to be something that we're going to see. We're not going to see the results of it right now. It's going to be something that's going to progress as the season, as the season goes on. You know whether or not uh, Shalibur is going to be important for us, or you know uh, 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 Moon is, uh, for instance. Whether yeah, he came on, he did okay. Obviously, could have been better, but he put himself about. Um, but he didn't exactly look like a flop, for instance. So I think I'm not going to get too much on the strength and depth off the back of one game. I think that. There probably is something there. It may not be what we thought it was, but it could still be something to get us through the season. We just got to give it more time. 
I think all I heard then was Domingos Kina could be better than Fabio Carvalho. That's out of context, Baldo. <laughs> <laughs> Just could. I'm not saying Mill could. The biggest one could. Go on, we go. Well, I mean, Baldo, you do chat out your ass sometimes, mate, if that is really what you said. I mean, come on. Could. Can, um, I, can I emphasize once again? Could. I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying it is statistically possible. Good. Anyway, after all those rubbish, um, <laughs> Cav, yeah, Cav, Cav's an interesting one, isn't he? The Portuguese effect. You thought it'd come into play at Huddersfield. You know, coming on as a sub, fantastic two goals. And then I think he started one of the home games. And I thought, oh, there he is, you know, same old Cav. And yesterday kind of proved the same with that left-footed shot over the bar. I just thought, Oh Christ! And he he was it was the same Cav from two years ago. He'd get the ball, and your first thought was he's going to lose it, and he did all the time. And I remember talking to the bloke around front, and he was going, "How does he keep starting?" And I honestly don't know how Cabano is dropping out of the team for Cavaliero is absolutely beyond me. I do not understand it. The bloke's in his third season, and I, I still don't see it with him. Still. I don't remember you saying you didn't see it after Huddersfield, though. I mean, he came on and it, he showed composure in that game. He has got it. It's just he's too inconsistent, isn't he? That's the problem, I think, with him. It's 15 minutes in three years. Yeah, Do you know true. what I mean? All right, getting the goal against Spurs was fantastic. And, yeah, he's come on. He scored two goals at Huddersfield. But it's not like he's won us the game. We were already 3-1 up against a team who were crap. I'm not yeah. being funny. You know, we were, we were on fire that day. Rodak could have come on and scored two goals. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not taking anything away from Cavaliero. He, you know, I'm sure he's got the ability, but he has not shown it in these three years. And I'm getting really fed up with it now. Well, let's talk about the other end then. Tim Ream, as you guys have already said, came back from international duty, looked tired, looked a little bit rusty. He was caught in possession in the first half, with almost which almost cost us a goal. But the only goal of the game was handed to Blackpool on a plate, wasn't it? Seri misplaced a pass. Josh Bowler picked the ball up. Anthony Robinson backed away, backed away, backed away, let him through. Seri didn't bother tackling him and the ball stuck in the back of the net. Maybe Gazaniga could have done better, maybe not. Paul, give me your thoughts on that goal. Um, yeah, I, I can forgive Anthony Robinson everything. Uh, he's himself and Darcy, his partner, are massive this country fans. Um, in fact, they bought tickets to see me and Amart in close stand-up at the 100 Club, uh, Oxford Street, last weekend. But because he got called up for the States, he couldn't go. So I'll forgive him everything. And he's been great this season, absolutely superb. But yeah. I think, you know, play some international games and and then fly back and suddenly you're in and, and then go up to Blackpool. I mean, uh, he probably doesn't know where he is, you know. <laughs> so I forgive him. Martin Mucklow stand-up. I don't know anything about this. Come on, quickly, quickly tell us what this is about. Yeah, because I because my normal job um, uh, during during lockdown, I'm self-employed and uh, my work stopped. So I thought, well, let's try and get some money elsewhere. So I've been doing a, a Martin Mucklow uh, stand-up. So I've, I've done about four gigs now, one of which, incredibly, was at the 100 Club, you know, where The Who and uh, Rolling yeah. Stones, Sex Pistols are played, and now Martin Mucklow. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so we we had a, we had a few we had a few Fulham there actually, so that was quite brilliant. Nice. That yeah. sounds amazing. Um, so yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm in Nottingham next, a couple of days before we play them uh, away. So I'll 
probably stay on. And um, funny enough, I went up to Nottingham and I got stopped absolutely everywhere, which Did I you? don't normally. So it's quite interesting. Yeah. People, people want to sell Nottingham is in this well. country. Amazing. Yeah. Just, well, yeah. They had no filter up there. So they just kind of stopped you every five minutes, which Do I don't keep... normally get at all. So it's quite funny. Do you enjoy that side of it? Uh, yeah, I do actually, because I, I don't get asked much. I mean, the kids, you know, you go out shopping with them and they get stopped every two yeah. minutes, you know. Uh, but uh, I don't. People, I think people are scared of my character, so they don't bother. You know, <laughs> they think they're going to get rightly so. Well, yeah. Rightly so. <laughs> Great stuff. All right, let's let's come back on <laughs> in there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's finish off the uh, the Blackpool game then. So we had a couple of long range efforts from Seri and from Josh Onomer, but. Although there was a bit of late Fulham pressure, or a lot of late Fulham pressure, actually, the best chances we had were a Dennis Adoy header, and then that late chance that fell to second half substitute Harrison Reed of all people. He snatched it and put it over the bar. I still expected us to get back into the game, and as I said earlier, there wasn't a moment where I didn't expect us to do it. What What did you guys think? Did you Did you think that we were going to lose that game once we'd gone a goal behind, or how, how did you think we'd react? I think for the I think for the most part because maybe it's because we've been, you know, expected and we've been blessed with all the goals we've got in the first part of the season. You know, I just thought, right, you know, there's still half an hour to go. We've we've got the goals in us. Okay, we'll get one. We may not win. We may not win the game, but we'll get we'll get another goal. But then still twenty minutes to go. Okay, okay, yeah, we just need one. We'll get one. And then the time started running away. I thought, okay, we might actually we might actually lose this game. Obviously, it was frustrating, and you know, I I don't think we had that many clear cut chances. I think they were all sort of half chances for the most part, obviously, and then the read one um, at the end as well. But yeah, it was just frustrating. I I was optimistic for the most part, but then as the time dwindled away, you start to think we're not we're not going to do this. So yeah, annoying towards towards the end. Yeah, I, I think for me it was after the Adoy chance. I was, I think that was. It wasn't a great chance, but I think we should be doing better with that. Adoy should be doing better with that. And I just think as soon as that missed, I just thought our luck is not in today, really. I mean, again, we had a few chances, but Blackpool defended well, to be fair. I mean, even if you look at Harrison Reed's shot, it wasn't in. It wasn't on the best of angles because he got pushed out there. And Muniz didn't have much... I mean, to be fair, I thought Muniz was all right, but he didn't have much of a chance to make an impact because of how compact Blackpool were. And say, and Mitrovic really struggled. I don't know whether that was because he didn't have like Carvalho running round him so he couldn't drop deep and wait for him to make the runs, whether it's because of the wingers. I, I don't know. Or maybe it was just because he was told to play a different way. But I didn't think it was the same Mitrovic. But also, I think he did have a little bit of an injury uh, on Serbia duty. So that could be why as well. But yeah, we, I wasn't very optimistic, to be honest. As soon as we went one down, it was terrible. I mean, even after the first half, it was an absolute shocking first half. It, it brought me back to Parker Ball, to be honest. Don't want to put any disrespect on his name, but Jesus Christ, it was boring. It was just so, like 70% possession. Even we haven't had that that much this season. Ours have always been around 50 and we've we've countered normally, but yeah. there's a lot of passing around the back uh, yesterday or whenever this podcast is out. But a lot of passing around the back. And... Yeah, I mean, we could have done better with the chances we had, but really, I don't think we created enough overall. 
Fabio Carvalho is a main part of our counter-attacking, isn't he, though? And he, he just wasn't there. And as we said earlier, Kina just isn't up to the same standards unless uh, you listen to Baldo. But anyway, yeah, as you said, 70% possession, 17 shots, just four on target. Wigo, it was a bit of a throwback to your mate Scott Parker, wasn't it? I don't know who you're on about. <laughs> I don't know, you know, some of those shots, I mean, no more likely to hit Blackpool Tower than the Blackpool goal, weren't they? I mean... <laughs> You know, some of them went miles over the bar. Should have been wearing crash helmets in row Z. Um, yeah, it was a painful one, really. As you say, it was very much like um, the football that we played under the current Bournemouth manager. Um, very boring. Give, trying to sort of play it out from the back too much that we were actually giving it away. And we we then find ourselves under pressure straight away. Um, credit to Blackpool. They were on it. They were capitalising on the loose passes. But... The, the quality from them is, isn't there to be able to extend that lead. You know, um, I think a better team in the championship would have, you know, won about 3-0 because we gave them the opportunities. You know, I think that's a fair, that's a fair um, analysis to have of it. So, but yeah, as long as I, it can't go on like that. If it's like that all season, it's just going to give me flashbacks to a dreadful time of last year under that, under that head coach. So uh, never again, please. Well, we did see Rodrigo Muniz. He came on and made his debut for for Dennis Adoy. I guess we went three at the back for the last 10 minutes. Baldo, how do you think Muniz looked? Any signs there of a, a player that could be capable of playing up front for an extended period? Yeah, I, th- I think there was stuff there, as I said earlier. He put himself about. Um, I don't know whether or not it's just the angle that we were sad, but he was bigger than I expected him to be. I don't know why, but I somehow expected like this sort of, Five foot eleven guy. I'll admit I had not. I did not do much of my research um, on him before. But he came. Up, like he, looked he, he looked as if he was bigger than Mitchell. Screw you. Um, <laughs> he looks as if he was bigger, you know, bigger, taller, and more bulkier than Mitrovic. So I think he, he he certainly looks as if he's built for the championship at the very least. As I say, he put himself about. He you know, give him a couple more, a couple more games. You know, this game is always going to be you know to, to bed him in, and you know he'll get more minutes. As the season goes on, but yeah, I think I think he can. I think he can do something. More time analysing and researching Fulham players, mate, and less time doing your research on fried potatoes. I'll tell no. I'll tell you what. I wish I did do some research because some of the prices of Blackpool on Blackpool um, on the promenade are rather expensive. More than I more than I thought. All this. Oh, it's all cheaper up north. Five pounds sixty for a sausage chips. What are you on about? Jesus Christ! What have we become? Honestly. Right, let's come on to the next game then, Wednesday night, uh, Birmingham away. This is a real test for us now. I think we're going to learn something about the character of this team. If we bounce back and we win, then great. You know, that's exactly what I would expect the character of this team to be like. But if we lose, I don't know, there, there will be some question marks. What, what are your thoughts, Paul? I think it's a really difficult one. You know, they've been playing well. Hmm. And they've got some, you know, good players. Uh, uh, and Lee Bowyer is clearly really kind of galvanising them. So I, it couldn't be a tougher game, really. Um, yeah. You know, away a, a in Birmingham, you know, I was at that, you know, one where we, we lost the um, um, the long unbeaten run, the 23. Yeah. So I just, I, I never get good vibes there, to be perfectly honest. So I, I think it's going to be, I, I'd be quite happy with a draw, I think, to be, you know, I, I, I think just, just steady the ship. You know, if if a draw isn't a disaster, but a, but a loss would be. 
You're right. It's a it's a bloody horrible game to have to go and play just after losing a, a, your first game of the season away at Blackpool. But they've just signed Troy Deeney, haven't they? They played the Friday night game. They beat Derby 2-0. And Derby are a, a funny team this season anyway. They're kind of all pieced together with uh, a, a load of, I don't know, has-beens probably. But... I don't know. I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm with you, actually, Paul. I think um, I, I think a draw would be an OK result, but it's probably more about the performance as well. Plus, if Carvalho's back, then I kind of expect us to win anyway. Um, but, you know, you, you look back to that Tigana season as well, and I don't know, what, what did we lose? Maybe four or five games all season. And I think we've got got that in us this season to only lose four or five games. But we will we will get defeated again this season. There's no two ways about it. We've shown... That you know, we've got a performance like yesterday in the tank. To be to be to be fair, so um, what what do you think, Wigo? Do you see us bouncing back straight away? Um, I hope so. I definitely think that you know Silver is going to want the team to bounce back. I don't think he's going to he will find that performance on Saturday totally unacceptable. So, but as Paul said, Birmingham, you know, they're a good side. Troy Deeney is back, confident. They're going to be looking at us thinking we are there for the taking. We're going to be lacking confidence, losing to a team like Blackpool, with all due respect to them. You know, and as you say, heading to Birmingham midweek, it's not the nicest game. Um, I think we can win if we actually show up this time. The players will have recovered. Some won't be jet-lagged anymore, the likes of Ream and Robinson. Um, so I hope it all starts to sort of gel together a bit more, have Wilson back and definitely Carvalho at number 10. And uh, hopefully we'll be back to winning ways. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Birmingham away, is, it's just a bit grim, isn't it, really? I mean, no offence, but I just can't be bothered for that. I mean, Blackpool away was, was hard enough. I, I mean, it's a lot further, obviously, than Birmingham. But I think, like you say, having to go to Blackpool away one week and then Birmingham away, what, four days later, that is just not for me. I mean, I feel sorry for the players, especially like we were saying earlier about uh, Robinson and Ream, who've just come from America, had to come back to London, go up to Blackpool, back to London, up to Birmingham. That's just an absolute nightmare. I, I think we're going to see a bit of rotation as well. I think we should have rotated more against Blackpool and then we'd have everyone back against Birmingham because then, I mean, maybe Mitro would be able to have more of an impact, but I can't see Ream, Robinson and Mitrovic all starting. Maybe, maybe one or two of them, but... I don't think they all will, just because, like you guys are saying, they, they're going to play, be up to like four or five games in two weeks. I mean, that's a lot of football to be playing, plus the amount of travelling. I think we are going to have to rotate a bit. Hopefully Carvalho is back, or back from his little holiday to Madrid. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, well, first thing, I, I don't think the players are having to slum it in uh, in cattle class on uh, on trains up and down the country. Secondly, they're paid very handsomely to play football. So don't feel too sorry for them having to go up to Birmingham on Wednesday. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think I think that, that Marco Silva probably should have rotated the squad for Blackpool a little bit more and then been a bit fresher for, uh, for, for, the, um, for the Birmingham game. And then, of course, the Reading game next week as well. But this is where we are. So we, we need to now kind of bounce back and, and see where the land lies on, on Wednesday. And and hopefully come up with a good result. Baldo, what are your thoughts to the side for Wednesday? Who who do you see playing? Yeah, I, I would expect 
um, there to be some level of rotation, even if it's just one or two players, even if it is Joe Bryan coming in for Anthony Robinson, even if it's just, just that one, I, I would be stunned if we get the same starting eleven as you know, um, as we did against Blackpool. I mean, there, there are still a couple of players somewhat up in the air. Like, we don't know how bad Harry Wilson's concussion is. You know, for all we know, he may be back. Uh, so a lot of it is speculation on that front. But, you know, hopefully Harry Wilson's back because he's one of the players that I think can make something happen. I think he was desperately missed against Blackpool on Saturday. So hope, hopefully he's back. But given the concussion, given the world we're in, I also would be stunned if he's rested again. So there will be some rotation, just how much probably, you know, is anyone's guess at this point. We go. Line up prediction from you, mate. Um, oh, I'll probably expect him to go with the same again, other than Carvalho back in for Kina and uh, Cavaliero out for Wilson. So my two favourite players, unfortunately, dropping to the bench. But, um, you know, it is uh, that's just how it is. Our best team is the team that has been playing and, you know, pretty much every game. All right, Wilson was suspended for three games, but him and Carvalho will be crucial if they're back on Wednesday night. And I honestly think they will be able to... Uh, take us to the three points. We've already beaten them once this season recently as well, haven't we, Birmingham, in the Cup? So, you know, a repeat of that. I'd, I'd far rather win in the league than in the in the bloody League Cup. But anyway, what, what about you, Will? Any any changes for you? Uh, just Brian, maybe. Maybe Mawson. I didn't, I, didn't think Mawson, I didn't think Mawson was that bad when he played against um, Hull, was it, I think? I yeah. Think, yeah, I, I thought Mawson yeah, was pretty man. good. Um and Re- Harrison Reed maybe as well actually because he came on he he's been interesting because I think he's come off the bench twice under Silver now and um he's played in a really attacking role I mean obviously it's only been for twenty minutes but he's sort of come on as like an attacking midfielder and he's just been that one to press the press the back line but I still think his best position is just in front of the defence we know he can make a difference there but maybe Silver thinks him and Seri are kind of uh, too too similar in that position because they do like to both drop between the centre backs and and play out passes. So maybe maybe they are too similar. But I think if I was Silva, I think our best option is to have Reed uh, playing a bit deeper and give Seri more of a free role because we know Seri is probably the best player at the club on the ball. I mean his passing is honestly unreal. I think he was our best player against Blackpool out of a bad bunch. Um, but you know, I think he's not the best defender we saw with the saw with the goal. He's just chasing after them and not doing anything really. He runs a lot, but he doesn't do very much after running. So I think if you give Reed that role of tackling and just let Seri do what he wants, I think that seriously could be the difference. And how about a score prediction from you, mate? Oh, uh, I'll say one nil. I think hopefully we're more solid defensively than against Blackpool if we just cut out those few mistakes and if we create like we did it there won't be many goals so I'm gonna yeah I'll say I'll say one nil to Fulham yeah I'm gonna agree with you I'm gonna go one nil as well and after my uh my four nil prediction for the Blackpool game which I then went and repeated I went on their podcast and I, they said oh what's your score prediction Matt and I said well I've said on our show that it's going to be four nil so I can't very well say that behind your backs and and not say it to your face. So I went on there and said in front of these Blackpool supporters, we're going to come to your place and do your 4-0. I bet they thought yesterday, have that, you wanker. <laughs> and I deserved it. I deserved it for going on there and being all cocky. So, uh, Paul, score prediction from you, please, mate. 
I think it's going to be a draw. I think probably a one-one, something like that. Um, I I don't know. I I, I just think we you know I I'm not sure if we're going to bounce back that quickly. I think it's going to take a game or two. All right, fair enough. We go. Um, same scoreline as the League Cup, I reckon. Two 0 I fancy Onoma and uh, Deckel Reed to get the goals for us. So yeah, hopefully back to winning ways. Nice one. And finally, Baldo. I'm going for a two-one win for us. I still, I still think there's an error. There's going to be an error in Gazaniga somewhere because he still hasn't quite settled into being in the championship yet. So I think there's there's an error in him somewhere still. So I'm going to go two. Are, are you just going to say that every week until he does actually make an error? I don't know. Well, how many I, games? I, I, I came in with big hope for him. I said he could arguably be the best goalkeeper in the championship, but this the way he's played, he's still a bit. Um, Will, you may be too young for this, but anyone remember Jorge Gomez when he first came in for Spurs? It's yeah. that sort of thing where you just you're not 100 percent confident in it. He makes he makes you nervous when the ball goes into the box. I said it a couple of weeks ago on one of the reviews, Hull or Stoke. Um, yeah, I don't trust him. He's going to drop one one day straight into the feet of an attacker. You can see it coming. Uh, I mean, all right, he's not done it yet, but you know my senses are telling me it's coming. So. Uh, Oh, get Rydak back in goal, I reckon. Well, that is good. Uh, Baldo and Wigo now know that Gazanig is going to make a mistake this season. So, we'll wait for that. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. I think we're nearly done. But, Paul, I can't let you go without talking about this country. It's been a couple of years (laughs) since the third series came out. And I know there's been mootings of a Christmas special to bring all the characters back onto the screens at some point. Is that still on the back burner at the moment or any insight you can give us? Uh, I think I think it's very much on the back burner. I think Daisy said, oh, oh yeah, there'll be, but she says she'll say anything to please anyone. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I, I, they're doing different projects at present. Yeah. Uh, and it's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. But I think it will be, you know, two or three years before anything. Uh, they, they get down to write it, I would have thought. Fair enough. Fair enough. Great show, anyway. I absolutely love this country. I might, uh, might go and stick an episode on now. Love it. So, loving your work, mate. Thank you. <laughs> nice one. Uh, lads, lads, thanks very much for joining me. Paul, extra special thanks for you two for coming on. Um, My remind pleasure. everyone, My pleasure. remind everyone what that, co- um, that just giving link is again. Yeah, if you Google Children's Football Alliance and then uh, click on at the top of the page, this country versus that country, all the details of the game is there. And also um, a Just Giving page. Superb. That's superb. Thanks ever so much, mate. All right. That's your lot for this week. We'll be back on Thursday morning to go back over the Birmingham game. Until then, have a great week and speak to you soon. Cheers. Fulham.